Hey, Stu, your rent's due, motherfucker. Hey, Aries, you heard about that new uh, podcast app called Anchor? I sure did, Andy. Guess what? It's time to pay some bills. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. And they have tons of creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And we know you know about that money, Jew boy. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go download your Anchor app now for free, or you can go to anchor.fm to get started today. Can you feel it, baby? That money? Yeah. And don't be pulling that falling down the stairs shit on me, you hear? Aries, did you know all of our social media can be found on Spearsburg Pod now? What? Yeah. Spearsburg Pod, where you can get it on Twitter, Facebook. uh, Patreon? Yes, uh, uh, Instagram, mm-hmm. I, I believe YouTube, it, and MySpace. Even whoa, can you believe that shit? Yes, I can. Find us, guys, please, please. <laughs> Hey, what's happening? How you guys been? All right, uh, I'm gonna play my man's submission. This is an O Steve from Miles Crawley. Uh, you made the cut, baby. Here it is. Yo, you mean to tell me you got beef for ten dollars on the street? Yeah, man, it happens. Nah, man, know what happens? Ten dollar, a lot of money. Hey, man, it is what it is. Bro, who did it? The cat wearing the arm. Oh, Steve? All right, y'all. We kind of figured it would happen. Um, The Megyn Kelly... Bill Maher conversation. Uh, at one point, I said, "Andy, in the words of Braveheart, when they finally decided they was going to go up against the British for the first time, and Mel Gibson tells his Irishman, "Are you ready for a war? Here's the war." But you know what? Listen, I think really this is a sign that Andy's growing on motherfuckers because a lot of people. You know, I, I knew there was going to be a fair amount of brothers to come at you, black folks. Uh, but a lot of people agree with you, too. Um, and so here's what we want to do, because we don't want this to bleed over into next week. Uh, we're going we're gonna to have a time limit on how much we let's try to address these with, you know, 
you say something, I'll say something, and we move on to the next one because we got so many that if we spend a lot of time, a couple quick bullet points, uh, and we move yeah, on. and we we, we did one two emails will take up a whole episode, so we are gonna hit it. And get the fuck up out of there. Were you surprised that I had more people that actually understood what I was... Yeah. But I think it's also because you're growing on motherfuckers. Okay. And, and people are understanding you better. Um, so you know what? We're going to jump into our first email. Oh, my God. She has risen. <laughs> she has fucking risen, y'all. And I don't even have to say a name to the loyal listeners. Y'all already know who the fuck I'm talking about. Um... I thought we lost to Annie. I thought I was prepared on this email if she didn't write in to give a little rest in peace song. How do I? I I, I just thought we lost her. And I remember we sent I sent out an SOS to Shamor and Shamor responded back. It was like, nah, I'm always here. I just don't always have something to say, but I'm here. So we know our, 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 our girl is with us, but I was worried we lost woman down. She's back. I think Steve should have some of that um, uh, Halloween music that ding, 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 coming ding, 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 Be- because you know, like you think he's gone, right? And then he comes back. But you know what? I don't think we should on this one because you know what? She agrees. I know, with but you. I don't mean it in a negative way. Just I was saying that you think it's gone, and and then it com- she comes back. You know, okay, we might have to do that then. But maybe it's not. Maybe Halloween is the appropriate one. Whatever music where something you right. think is vanished, right. and then it arises again. How about Jaws? Doo-doo. Doo-doo. Yeah, because we don't know who she's going to come after. <laughs> right. Yeah, Jaws. Yeah, because you don't, you don't know that they're there, but then they pop right. up. That's a good one, Jaws. Is oh, good. So she's back. Welcome. I, I said she was coming back. <clears throat> I knew she was coming. I got to clear my throat. Fair, No time is a good time for you. All right. Farah. Hello, A&A Ale Distributors. Yeah. I, I hope one day y'all have it. I was taking your advice, Aries, and practicing the art of knowing when to shut the fuck up. <laughs> See, already. I told you she's funny. Nigga, she just... Tickle both the palms of our feet. Also, I was enjoying hearing all the ignorant, dry biscuit head motherfuckers. Right? I love this bitch nigga. I swear to God. I told you. No. Balcony scene Scarface. You fuck with me? You fucking with the best. Come on. Mighty God. Kill. All right. Um, ignorant, dry biscuit head motherfuckers write in stating that I can't have an opinion on black issues because of my mate. Like, I don't live in black skin daily, and I bet none of you Michael B. Jordan dick riders would ever say that same shit to someone like Dave Chappelle. Dave comments on issues happening within our culture, frequently while being married to a whole Asian woman. So to all of you that have a problem with my commentary and choice of partner, you can respectfully go fuck your mothers or Michael B. Michael V. Jordan, <laughs> both at the same time. But respectfully, though. Respectfully, fuck your mother. I, yeah. Like, cha- uh, like, change the condom out for your mother don't be nasty. Uh, out for your mother don't be nasty. <laughs> I told you, nigga, she was stocking up. There's nothing more scary than an angry black woman waiting and quiet. The polar ice caps melted, and I actually agree with Andy on the Megyn Kelly situation to a point. Children that 
age can't fully comprehend the scope of white supremacy and policing from the complicated history of policing and its ties to white supremacy to what Andy said about causing them to fear or hate every cop. I believe at one point or at first or at first police were a group of whites who did runaway slave roundups. And this should be taught to high school, uh, taught to high school age children, as opposed to it being slavery to freedom, to civil rights from the current curriculum. At such a small age, there should be more of an emphasis on cultural democracy and making sure it's instilled in their small sponge like brains that not that no one race or group is superior to another. Back in the day, Oprah, back when she was the color purple Miss Sophia esque Oprah, had sociologist Jane Elliott run an experiment with her studio audience where she separated everyone by eye color. The audience members with brown eyes got preferential treatment, whereas people with blue eyes got treated like shit. The point was to obviously sing it out, single out bias and prejudice, but it was also meant to spotlight that melanin, which affects skin and eye color, is the only thing that separates us. A test like this would be very beneficial for young children as opposed to a letter calling cops cracker ass, cracker devils. Uh, sounds like a great potato chip. Cracker devils? Cracker ass, cracker devils. Coming to America. Ugh. <laughs> there was one plot that I, that I'm pretty sure sinks the sequel from it just being fermented testicles, cheese of a movie. The sequel plot is that Akeem and Simi leave the club with Leslie Jones. Then she date rapes Akeem. However, in the first movie, Akeem and Semi leave the club and run into the barbers, closing the shop up for the night. The barber directs them to a convention center where Akeem sees Lisa for the first time. If we go by the plot of the never should have been made sequel, doesn't that kill the storyline for the first movie? Yeah, I think so. Because yeah. Akeem would have never saw Lisa when she went on stage if he was in the process of being raped by Leslie Jones. Hmm. And she did say raped by Leslie Jones. Yeah. Poor Leslie Jones, because if everybody says this, they're just going to keep saying Leslie Jones is raping Akeem. Right. Um, what she looks like she could do. Um, also, in terms of Gemma, Gemstar, oh no. <laughs> McChicken looking bitch. What is the draw to her? She looks so processed and cartoonish. Like, do you really think her body is going to look humanish in 10 years? Well, neither will mine. So, ugly will match ugly. Um,. She's going to have to forever get surgery or ass shots or whatever the fuck she is doing to look like a great value version of Sarah Bartman. Please look up who that is. It might explain the hate. Apart from this bitch just looking gross. <sighs> Still forever up in here because I love this podcast regardless of Andy's pe pedanticism. Farrah. Farrah. Sarah, no time is a good time for your wolf. All right. I like this girl. I do too, nigga. <laughs> Except for when she pick on Gemma. Like, give me a fucking break. Gemma can take care of herself. You know what I mean? Gemma could smash Farrah. And I guarantee Gemma, you. Gemma smash Farrah. I, 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 had a, I had a Gemma smash Farrah, <laughs> puny God. <laughs> I had a, a nigga at the club last night. Say to me, hey, man, that Gemma. 
Hey, man, stay in your lane, boo-boo. This is a man's only raccoon lodge. You, 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 you can't come in here tearing the Gemma posters off the wall. And that my OnlyFans picture somebody sent me where her underwear looked half destroyed and the other half was intact. And that monkey is, is, is choking that G-string. You out your motherfucking mind. God damn, nigga. Mm. You get one picture that looks semi-decent and you Man, just run with that. that. All right, let's address her. I like when she said McNugget, when she called her uh, process McNugget. Fuck out of here, nigga. Um, so your thoughts? What she said? She says he agrees with you. She, uh, she agreed me to, with me to a point. She, mm. she you know, and, and I respect the point that she agreed to me. At, and that mm-hmm. that's all it was. I was thinking more of, you know, as everybody gets mad at me, and I'll say this real quickly because I know we're not going to spend a lot of time. I really do try to put myself in the shoes of everybody that I think of, and I try to put myself in a little kid's shoes. That being said, I am not black. My parents aren't black. I didn't grow up in a black neighborhood, and I don't necessarily could not understand the mentality of what a black child and parent might go through on a daily basis. And I acknowledge that in what I said earlier. But that going forward, I get what I get. What I, I appreciate that she. When she came out, she came out for me today. Mm-hmm. So thank you very much. All right. Miss you, boo-boo. Don't stay gone too long. Uh, and when we see your ass in Portland, I'm telling you, you better be. You better be. Otherwise, I'm going to get in a three-finger stance, and I'm going to blitz you like a fucking lineman from the waist to the ground. Um, this is from Dwayne Kierce, episode 241, Megan Kelly. Aries, read this one on the show. Uh, what's good, Aries and Andy? I'm a big, huge fan for a minute now. Emailed Aries a while back and got caught up on all the shows and listened to the evolution of the show. Like most of the asses, pronounced asses, Aries, Andy, Spears, Steinberg fans, I have emailed a few times, even hit Aries up on Instagram with my show recommendations, but like most of us, uh, that damn Farah and Mookie get all the airplay. Um, nah, dog. Farah's been gone for a minute, and shit was juicy. And Mookie is my man. Mookie. Uh, I'm going to send my comments to them so they can forward for airplay. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. But this one is going to get some airplay because I'm sending this bitch in triplicate. A couple of things I need to address, and hopefully this won't be too long or result in monopolizing the show. First and foremost, foremost, Jordan is the greatest, but over the years I've heard enough stories that he's a dick, and only recently he's been vocal about struggles in our community. I get it. Protect the brand and do shit from behind the scenes, but damn, he couldn't give away a thousand pairs of kicks every five years to inner city kids? Come on, dog. Like, what, What's the value in that? He do he can do something better than that. Second, Aries, I don't know which of your impressions I love the best. <clears throat> Tony Soprano or Paul Mooney. I'd love to hear Paul and Tony arguing over who's better, Tyson <laughs> or Marciano. <laughs> um You know the Italians, they fought a lot they fought a lot back in the day. You know, they had to keep off all the niggas from fucking their women. You know, Rocky Marciano was fucking great. Rocky never fought any niggas. That is a fact. The one nigga he did fight, Joe Lewis, was 187 years old. You Italian wop motherfuckers, kill me. 
to be continued. Yeah, you fucking right. Um, that would be some funny ass shit because at some point Paul is going to call Tony a nigga, and how Italians are black people with pointed noses. Anyway, I'm typing this as I listen to the Megyn Kelly episode, and all I can say is, and he puts dot, 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 and caps, nigga. Andy, you are either the dumbest motherfucker in comedy, or you conveniently turn that white privilege on when you want to defend white supremacy. We all listen to you do that shit when talking about Trump, and you did it again in this episode. You're trying to use wordplay semantics to overlook the basic humanity. You can't name a white Tamir Rice because he doesn't exist. For it to exist, there would have to be a trigger, happy black cop running around killing white people without basic regard for life. We all saw that happen when the black cop in Minnesota shot the Australian woman. They threw the book at his his black ass and gave her family over 20 million before the trial started. So imagine if a black cop shoots a white child in suburban America. This country would go on a Negro cop firing spree. Andy, you can't be that fucking dense to not see the hypocrisy in your train of thought. I had to listen to the entire episode uh, twice to ensure I wasn't coming at your neck as a knee-jerk reaction. I think the only thing you got right during the podcast was the part where you declared towards the end, send me my letters. Well, my conservative kosher hermanos, here's your letter. Uh, Let me try to appeal to you another way. What black people have been conditioned to teach their kids is not something any other race will have to endure based on the history of this country. When Aries talked about cops being placed in the school with the intent to kill, he's not saying it starts off that way. But the and he puts in caps, but capital word, but the proven end result has always been excessive force on children of color. The basic fact that cops are being brought in to handle administrative issues is a bigger slap in the face. Police uh, should only be handling issues where the law is broken. Why they are involved in school administrative issues is beyond me. This is nothing but conditioning of school to prison pipeline. The system has been designed and continuously modified to project, preserve, and protect a white supremacy agenda. Uh, I have so many words on this subject, your viewpoints and retorts. Aries, you dominated the conversation and you didn't give Andy enough time to respond for better articulation. I would recommend uh, y'all get a clock and give each other 30 to 45 seconds to speak uninterrupted. Hopefully Andy won't sound like such a closet racist and articulate himself better. Yo, keep keep on keeping on with the great content and the rest of us asses will be tuned in for the shit. Like I say in my Instagram emails to you, Aries, fuck a proofread. Give me the $10, a lot of money. <laughs> Dwayne, Dwayne Kears, Camden, New Jersey. Dude, I like that last part. Um, I agree with everything you said. See, that's the thing. I, I was never in disagreement with uh, the system, how it's set up, what he was saying. I was never in agreement with that it shouldn't be taught. I was never in disagreement with that. And when he says, I got into my wordplay, that's what, it, to me, it was about, is those words above what a six-year-old can understand. That was my question. That was what I was, that's what my statement was about. Right. It was never about whether, uh, I, I went as far as to say I can't speak on it as a black person because I'm not black. I said I could maybe, like, I tried to use my Hispanic side, and I didn't grow up 
in really in a, I grew up with an Hispanic mom, but I didn't grow up in a Hispanic neighborhood. So I, I used that the best as I could to make the understanding. I thought that might've been too much for a six year old in my view, even raising a Hispanic kid, even though I, I wasn't raised in a Hispanic neighborhood. So that was my point. It wasn't about what should that it should be taught. I think there's a lot more that should be taught. I think the beginning and end of slavery throughout the world and what happened in America and how America even took it to another level. And I think that there should also be taught in the curriculum at school the accomplishments of blacks through from times of slavery all the way to today of what the accomplishments are. Because one of the things that I don't like and how they teach it, they teach it in February, they teach about slavery, they teach about Martin Luther King, but there's no accomplishments. Okay, well, let me jump in. Uh, One, I think, yeah, you're right. It should be taught all year round. I don't think just February. But when you talk about the harshness of the letter and the language, if what you just said in terms of they should teach slavery. And if they're teaching it honestly, it's no harsher than the letter. Even harsher, the realities of it. So if you're going to teach it, slavery, and you're going to teach it honestly, and the reality of that honesty, well, then what difference does it make with the letter? Well, and this is what my point is. I think that all the curriculum should be adjusted to the age group of the kids so that they can understand and work through it together. But I I don't think that I would teach the way that I would teach the the American history to a 12-year-old or to a high school student would be the same that I would teach it to a 6-year-old, just like we don't teach them at home the six-year-olds, the same thing that we teach the 12-year-olds. So then you really can't teach it at you six can. years old. You can, but it has to be done in the way. How? You can't have Sesame Street slavery. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you can. You can You can, You can. can acknowledge that it occurred. How many lashes on the black slaves back? One. Ah, uh, ah, uh, ah, uh, ah. Uh. Two. Ah, ah, ah. Three lashes. When you want to educate, there's always a way to educate in a way that works for the mentality level of that of that age group. Now, that being said, there's another letter that you're going to get in here, uh, and he sent me a direct message. He has uh, he direct messaged me and uh, said basically with the same thing that you're saying, what's going on right now. And then we discussed my point of was on the letter. Now we never came to an agreement. We agreed to see each other's point of view. And But what he made me realize, and this is one of the things him and uh, Keith also made me realize, is that, uh, like I said before, I am not a black parent. I don't have a black child. If these conversations are taking place so so regularly at home, then this letter wouldn't seem as inappropriate as I looked at it as. Not to men- But that being said, when I asked him, I go, do you think this letter is okay on its own for your six-year-old? And he said, yes, because I have these conversations with my son on a regular basis. I don't know, does everybody have those conversations? Do all black people have those conversations? And not everybody has the, their, the, the father at home. Some people are in the war. Some people are, are like away. They don't, their dad isn't there to have this conversation with them. So if the mom's having the conversation <clears throat> with them, I would like it that the mom was doing it on her time period. I am not saying that this is uh, this is a perfect scenario. I'm thinking that that letter, when you say the harshness, uh, there's another person who sent me, uh, I sent it to you in a quote, that this may have been too poetic for a child to grasp what it meant, what the meaning of it was. Hey, Bert, I just found out that because I'm darker than you, I have to sleep outside. Sorry. Hey, Ernie. See ya. Yeah, all the lighter puppets get to sleep in the house. 
Bye, Bert. So, honestly, what you just said, you don't think that they could do something like that to sh- to depict what society was like at one time? I'm scared to say yes. I'm scared. To say I'm just yes. saying, there's a way. I, I, you know, we got to. Okay, we got we got to move on. Um, um. All right. Uh, this one is from our girl A B. Uh. She goes, one of the two, Andy for president. Ah, Happy Friday, guys. Yes, tough conversation. I just finished listening to the bonus podcast, and I have to say that I agree with Andy. These lessons can be taught to school-age children on different levels based on age slash grade as per their level of comprehension and understanding, which you just said. Uh, how much of the apple could they bite and swallow? I believe this is what Andy was trying to say. As the episode was finishing up, I was trying to figure out why I wouldn't necessarily be a part of the 50 blacks that will write in and agree with you, Aries. I grew up poor in the Bronx on welfare with my grandmother. My mother spent 26 years in prison. I spent 26 years going back and forth to the state correctional facility to get to know my mother. I remember interacting with correction officers of all races, mostly white, because black people don't want careers in law enforcement. I wasn't necessarily taught to fear them, uh, in parentheses, law enforcement, as I understood their job and role. I had a very early understanding of what happens if you break the law, and perhaps this is why my views slash opinions are different than most. On the other side, in my very early years of school, most of my teachers were white and they were always nice to me. Again, I grew up liking and respecting white people. Could there have been times that I was discriminated against? I am certain there were. However, I was busy trying to survive my fucked up childhood. I wasn't thinking about people who were mean to me or didn't like me because of my skin color. I remember all of my teachers who were black because it set an impression on me that I could, I could, I too could be successful. I went away to college where I was the minority. This has mostly been my experience since I broke the cycle of poverty and left the Bronx. I don't have a problem being uh, proudly who I am, a strong, proud black female with big and thick natural hair who is open-minded, kind, understanding, and considerate of others of all backgrounds. I feel my upbringing was shaped has shaped me to be a well-rounded person who is successful in the career that I fell unexpectedly into. I'm not scared of people and have the unique ability to talk to the good guys and the bad guys. You got that trait I got, baby. We X-Men. I'm not out there chasing people like they do in the movies. I've been able to talk people into handcuffs, even when they knew and understood that they were being arrested. Oh, shit. Okay. Uh, I don't know what else to say, but keep up the great work. These discussions are tough to have, but they are needed even when they are uncomfortable. I was on the elliptical listening to this one. Lastly, I'm disgusted how the media picks and chooses how they spin these news stories of police police involved shootings. It happens more often than shown on the news. They don't fit the agenda. I said it before. I feel the overall goal is to keep us divided. I'm waiting for the moment when we as the human people of all races, ethnicities, and nationalities come together and unite. The politicians are making bank off of the backs of, a, of all of us, especially off of the f- fears that keep being pumped into black people. Love y'all. Can't say it enough. Respect. A, 
be. I heard her say everything that you have said, even hopefully so, about the day we unite and we become one and it's the politicians. <clears throat> and again, wonderful, beautiful, not realistic. It, it is realistic in, in one fashion. When we were talking about um, minorities sticking together because to, to, to form at least an alliance against a majority of, of, of how uh, the, the white privilege works in America. Mm-hmm. As soon as the day that white people who aren't take, getting the advantages of, uh, <clears throat> of a corporate wel- welfare – Right. Getting the big tax breaks, getting the getting the things that go to the rich and wealthy, the one percent in this country. As soon as they realize that they have more in common with uh, the minorities in this country, and that they are getting underserved, but are being are being made to feel like it's to their advantage. As, as soon as they realize that that is a, a myth, a lie, that's when this thing comes together. Mm. Her. Um, they work against their own I, best I don't, interests. I don't, I don't, I don't believe in it. Um, I, I have to believe in it because, again, I, and I said this before, if it's not going to work, then why do we keep doing this? Let's figure out a different plan then. Let's, let's fucking throw in the towel and let's come up with a different plan. Because otherwise, why this government, then this government doesn't work. And if this government and the foundation of what we have here, the foundation's flawed. Because it was, then, then there's no, if we can't fix the foundation, if we can't go back and, and, and restructure and do things to make this what we thought it was supposed to be, where everyone here has an equal opportunity, not equal outcome, equal opportunity, then there's no reason that we're going to keep doing this. All right. Um, Henry <clears throat> and Notch, he's written us before. I can't even remember. Whether I'm saying his name right, Enoch or Enoch, Henry Enoch. Uh, he sent me a diagram, cop killing rate. Uh, and maybe you can help me break something down because I couldn't understand this. U.S. police shootings, blacks disproportionately affected. Um, now here it says deaths per million, black. It says the bar is the longest one, 30. That means 30 million blacks? No. No, per every million blacks in America, 30 are shot or killed by police. Okay. Total deaths, 1,252. And that was in the, oh, since number of people killed in police shootings in the United States since January of 2015. So from 2015 to today, there's been 1,252 blacks killed. All right. Hispanic is at 22,877. White. Is at 12, 2,385. And then other is at 4, 214. And I know that there are some white people who have said this and maybe some listening to this, but I can imagine that if you listen to this podcast long enough and thoroughly enough, uh, you wouldn't even think to say some stupid shit like this. You see, more whites die at the hands of cops than blacks. Yeah, again. But it's not based on percentage. It's not of, based on, and it's not racially motivated. But, okay, but. It's, it's, it's white dudes who, you know, don't, you want to give up, and they, get in a, and they get in a firefight with cops and get killed. 
And even though some of them dudes get taken alive. But yes, that's because those killings are not racially motivated. No, but you're trying, but yes, they're not racially motivated, but you're trying to use uh, that the white guy is, is standing up uh, and he's, that's why he's getting killed. That's not always the case. We don't know what the cases are case by case, but here's, here is the facts. Uh, um, black Americans make up 13% of the country. White Americans make up what? What is it? Does it I don't know if it's said oh, in there. Shit, I, it's like forty something percent. Right. Uh, so that's disproportionately more blacks are being killed by percentage than white. But the, here's the here's the thing though. We're we're all guilty of this because uh, I just saw I think it was DL who was doing something and he said uh, uh, he said uh, more whites are on welfare than blacks. Yes, just like more whites have gotten killed. Proportionally, is that number different? We we. Black and white, Mexican, Asian, whoever it is that's in charge of the numbers, when they try to work their narrative, they switch between numbers and percentages. Mm-hmm. There's an honesty that has to happen. And, and you're I, saying it's not honest? I say that everybody tries to fudge the numbers to get their narrative to work out. But let's be realistic. 13% of America, and the, the number is uh, more than 50%. Mm-hmm. Or right around fifty percent mm-hmm. of uh, of uh, to white kill that doesn't add up, and so there's definitely a, a problem with not only just not not just the killing, but that's just the killing. That's not the shootings, uh, and that's because of over policing in black communities. There's a lot of reasons why this is happening, not and and not justifications why we need to change the way that we do things. And that's in there. Uh, so I, we haven't even read his thing yet. Is that just? Is that no, all he says? No, no. I mean, he, 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 I'm gonna get to that. Yeah, now. let's get to his letter because we can we can spend a long yeah. time talking about statistics because that's part of my my makeup in my brain and why people say Andy has a hard time of, of of just saying it. Things like I just said. Sometimes people are using numbers. Sometimes people are using percentages. There's, this is more nuanced, more complex than people want to give it credit for. Ah, Brett Butler, yeah. I usually discuss the Negroes, but this time the onus is on the Jews. When it comes to the numbers, you know they're human calculators. They're always trying to figure out a way to either get the money back or screw you over. When all else fails, they can either fuck you with their beaks or fuck you with their dicks. Have you ever wondered why Jewish people watch pornos backwards? Because they want to see the whore give the money back. Good day, boys and girls. I never heard that before. Did yeah, that's just, actually old joke. Is it? Oh, yeah, that's fucking joke. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, continuation. Henry Anach or Ark. Um, subject. Andy, bruh. All right. Where do I begin? Oh, this is this is the guy who sent me that I said that I spoke to a little oh, bit. Really? On my, yeah, go okay. ahead. Uh, Andy, last week you said that kids being taught certain things about race at six years old was a little early. Excuse me. Oh, my God. And Aries corrected you and gave you examples of why they should be taught as early as possible. Then you use an example that was quoted. There's a racist killer cop at every school. Well, that would be the truth. A school with a thousand students in it. You don't think that one will grow up and be a racist killer cop? I have a six-year-old black son. And at six, I have to teach him now how to conduct himself with the police and even with white people. My son isn't going to tap dance, but I want him to make it home every night. I'm from Philly, and if you know anything about Philly, it's gritty here. But anyway, white kids should be taught as early as possible about the fucked up shit their ancestors have done so they can learn and be better adults by not repeating the behavior. 
like Aries said, it's a noble thing to do what you're saying in the saying, but in the real world, that's not how things are, and you know that. But for the sake of argument, let's go with what you're exa- what you're saying. Example: Remember when you said we shouldn't erase? And I like this point he made though. Uh, we shouldn't erase racist motherfuckers out of the history books, so the history won't be forgotten. You said let's not forget these people, so that way, a hundred years from now, white people can't say we never did this to black people, right? Let me give you a moment to remember. I know your memory's fucked up sometimes. And he writes one second, two seconds, three seconds. Anyway, so so with your logic of letting kids just play together and not teaching them about real life and history as early as possible, won't the history of what has really happened be forgotten because they're not being taught? Look, man, I have a black six-year-old son, and what you're saying is noble, but it ain't real. Young E215. Um, and and we have uh, communicated since then. He was under the impression, and this is this is. I don't know if it was because you're yelling at me or because I wasn't understanding you and how you were thinking, or you weren't understanding how I was thinking. I didn't advocate that it shouldn't be taught. I wanted it to be taught in a way like as uh, as AB said, uh, digestible. You, you can, how much of the apple you can actually understand, so that you can take that lesson with you, that you can be taught the lesson. Um, and when we got back and forth, then he said, oh, so let me make sure you're talking about the letter. And I was like, just the letter itself was the part that I felt was inappropriate at six. And then he had me back and he said that he uh, um, that he had no problem with it because he would have these discussions with his son. And his son would know to come home and he could have a conversation with him. Again, going back to my other point of what who's at home. And are they having these conversations? And are they comfortable? Are they ready to have these? Have they had these conversations? And is there someone there for the son or the daughter, whoever it is, to have the conversation? Because this isn't just the, the boys are getting this. is everybody mm-hmm. to have the conversation with. And that's what that was my problem is no one – that wasn't a lesson that was being taught. It was a letter, and it was open, and there was no place to go with these feelings that you might not have a place to put that understanding that he has i think it's very appropriate for him to whatever letter comes home because his dad is very involved and he's going to take he's already had these conversations with his son and that's why i said i don't know this as a black person i only know this from from what me trying to put myself in the shoes of a six-year-old also i didn't say this on the last thing but about tamir rice the reason i i i didn't say uh what i said about tamir rice is this i wasn't talking about what has happened and what is proven i was talking about does that letter help any of those situations for a six-year-old i am completely for and i said this in the podcast and i don't know why this is missed that should be taught in the curriculum at the school how they choose how educators choose to teach a six-year-old about our past injustices in this country slavery all the way to today i don't know how that's done i'm not an educator but there i believe that there is a way to teach kids lessons that they can understand and grasp and move forward and educate themselves further every year as their students until instead of having kids that just learn about American slavery uh, and uh, and not even understanding American slavery, but they don't teach about actually how uh, how, <clears throat> how deep it went and they uh, and Martin Luther King. Those are those are the, those are the primary things, and it's done in February. That isn't. The education it should be taught from the beginning and then by the time they get into a high school age group there's a full understanding of what this country is and what has happened here and that's never been taught in this school and our american education system has let down uh not just the black community but the white community for not teaching properly i and i feel that is the case 
All right. Uh, Your Honor, case docket number 17 of the day. Um, <clears throat> but I'm not disagreeing with anybody on this. Well, you talked to him, and so y'all obviously... We, I think we, we understood that we were talking about... I think that if you listen to the podcast and you can see where the, the through line isn't, that we're not talking completely about the same thing. We're talking about the same thing, but we're not on the same idea of it. And I think as we figured it out, it gets better, but I, I still don't think we agree. From Shimron Murray. Subject, <clears throat> Andy, I get you. No worries, Andy. You got your defenders out there listening and understanding where you're coming from. Fair is fair, and the and the doesn't always portray that. Go ahead. <laughs> there should be a cash register sound that he hits. Right, right. Um, ma'am, how much is, is the fortune cookies? Ten dollar. Wow, really. $10, a lot of money. Um, always portray that. However, I blame the people for being lazy to not even research the information for themselves. Hey, there is this movie starring Richard Gere and Diane Lane called Derailed, where she cheats on him with Oliver Martinez, and then Richard finds out and kills the guy. What you think about Richard Gere as an actor in that movie? It's an old one, but good one. For Andy, who would win in a fight? Wonder Woman versus Miss Marvel, Batman versus Iron Man, Minneapolis Kid. Uh, a little quick break from the break. Of yeah, the like, I haven't seen the road. No, I haven't seen it either. We got to watch that. In in Batman versus Iron Man, does uh, Batman get to wear his Iron Man suit that Disney made for him? I mean, that the DC made for him. Nah, he got to fight in the original Batman suit. Iron Man wins. Oh yeah, Iron Man's got too many more gadgets, and that nigga can fly. And what was the other one? Um, Wonder Woman versus Miss Marvel. Man, that's a tough one. I give that to Marvel from Miss Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel. Wonder Woman has actual. She's an Amazon. She has strength, but she's, she doesn't have those superpower. The the like doesn't Captain Marvel have the? I mean, the eyes and the the laser beams. Yeah, she's on a whole nother level. That's like Superman versus whoever else. Batman. <laughs> Yeah. No, but even more, not not quite Batman, because Batman doesn't really have any superpowers other than his intellect and his money. Yeah. All right. I'll give that one to Miss Marvel. So uh, Marvel's, Marvel wins on both those. Yeah. Question. Do you bleed? Um, okay. Um, Who's this from? Italy. Oh, a guy from Italy. Hey, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a stereotypical. Everything is. All right. Hey, a and I'm writing you in regards with what you guys said on the Megyn Kelly episode. And he puts it in capital, capitals. And please do not read the email with an Italian accent. <laughs> <laughs> like list, like list time. LOL. It was funny as shit, but this is a serious matter. All right, I won't do it. Um, I know I'm probably the last person who should comment on this. I'm a white dude and not even American, and I'm also basing my assumptions just on what you guys said on the episode. Here I go. I know I'll get a lot of shit for what I'm about to say, but fuck it. I agree with you, Aries, in that kids should be taught from an early age to be aware of the fact. 
the racism exists. However, call it the white in me, whatever I also agree with Andy. I believe there must be a better way to explain and teach kids than just telling the raw and uncut truth. Yes, the truth should be said. But for instance, think about like Santa Claus. You don't just say to your kid that Santa doesn't exist. He will understand growing up with the proper education. He will mature and figure it out. Uh, Let me stop you right there, uh, my Italian friend, uh, because this is a white thing. Kids, black kids, niggas don't believe in Santa Claus. Uh, Our parents teach us early that the idea that a white man is coming through a chimney that we don't have (laughs) and through a fireplace that we've never seen (laughs) and bringing us gifts is preposterous. Uh, And like my father said, hey, the white man take credit for too much shit. I'll be damned I'm going to let this hunky come in here and take credit for what me and your mama do. Um, So I don't know that black kids really believe in Santa Claus. So in keeping with the vein of your whiteness, that does feel like a white fantasy. Um, Now, I'm not saying that kids should figure these issues out by themselves. They must be educated about it. But sometimes kids need to be taught things easing into it. And I think that telling straight up that the cop will kill them at school is not the way to go, in my opinion. And he's simply saying to find better ways to educate children. He's not denying the issue or saying that white kids are more in danger than others. Just find different words and a better way. Since I'm not black, though, I won't lie and pretend that I understand what black people go through. I never will. And maybe you, Aries, feel a certain way about it because as a black man, you're fully involved with the issues. Anyway, I just wanted to share my thoughts and support Andy um, that I know will get a lot of shit from everybody else. You guys can disagree, but at the end of the day, I know you both want what's good for everybody. Sorry for the long email. Keep it up. No niggas in here. <laughs> Do you know, you know um, when he said about us disagreeing, and this is the thing that I, I think needs to be said more than anything that came out of this, and people need to understand this. If you guys listened to the episodes last week and you listened to our Friday episode, and you heard our Wednesday episode first, and then our Thursday episode, and then you heard our Friday episode. Wednesday and Thursday were recorded immediately after the Friday episode. Right. It was out of order. So we had a conversation that was heated, that we didn't agree on, and that we moved on, and then we recorded the next two episodes. I mean, and when I say immediately, I mean it was about pushing the button, getting something to drink, and going back to what we were doing. This is something that has to happen, and this is where we are really off right now in this country, thinking that we can't have two different opinions or that we can't have communication that is, uh, that is opposite of each other. And have even, even in a heated argument, you should be able to have a conversation, whether it's heated, passionate, or not. People have to be able to disagree and then come together and, and try to work out their differences. That's what's happening right Instead, now you just cancel somebody. I don't like their opinion, and they're done. And that's what I, that's, if, if nothing else out of this conversation was had, that is important to me that you just saw two people have a conversation, not, not, not agree, not work everything out, not a hundred percent. Now where we came over at the end and we all just were like, okay, now I understand. We had a conversation. And part of the reason that we have so many problems in this country is we are afraid to have difficult conversations and that's a difficult conversation. And we did it. And so I, and I really, I'm having a lot of respect uh, also for our audience that is, uh, that has an opinion, but no one's been, you know, know, it's been fair. And I'm really enjoying this right now. Actually, I feel like our, our audience is actually better than some of these 
uh, audiences of these uh, genius, smart, liberal people uh, and, uh, and these fucking whacked-out conservative people. We have a good audience. You really think you're bad, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> Let's go get something. Um, yeah, man. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't have to expand on that. He, he said it. Um, you know, and listen, even when it's heated, I know it ain't going nowhere. It ain't supposed to go. Uh, you just get caught up in the emotions of certain harsh realities uh, that, you know, bother you. But, yeah, at the end of the day, man, it's all gravy, baby. You know, I'm still go get some matzo ball soup and put some hot sauce on it. <laughs> and uh, he's still going to get some ribs and chitlins. But this has to be had, man. We have to be able to have conversations. This is, this is, the, this is the worst part about where we are right now. Yeah. Um, Doug Gibson. Yo, Aries and Andy. Doug Gibson here from the, and he writes, South, South Carolina. I just finished listening to your Megyn Kelly episode, and it's very interesting to listen to both sides of the conversation on race. As an African-American male, Aries, I do agree with you that all kids do need to be taught early in the importance of empathy and the story of our nation, no matter how horrific it is. Andy, I do understand your point of view that it sounds crazy to a child that cops in school are manhandling children or shooting teenagers who have no significant life experience. However... I want to share my story on a lighter note um, and uh, and a lighter note in order to shed light on why it's necessary to shock a child's system to an environment and people's motive. Around the age of five to six years old, my brother and I were told the story of my grandparents on my father's side. Both picked cotton and my grandmother was a sharecropper in Manning, South Carolina. My father told us stories of them having difficult situations with white families and cherishing moments with white friends and families. He showed us the tobacco fields where they picked up leaves for X amount of dollars. He told us about my great-grandparents' Native American history and struggle and how they had to move around. They were one of two sad stories but about death, but with context. Um, to, to us... It was shocking because we never saw or heard stuff like this before. However, I remember those stories because they were a stepping stone for my father to go out into the military world and thrive and support a family. Uh, at eight years old, my mom taught my brother about taught my brother and I about bills and how to pay them. To see a mortgage payment at eight was shocking, and that this is how an adult has uh, has to do to provide for their children. I sat on her lap. And she told me what buttons to push in order to pay the electric, phone, mortgage, and insurance bills. Most eight years, most eight years then and nowadays are doing what? Uh, probably trying to understand the value of ten dollars being a lot of money. Uh, that's shocking to a child and a society of the reality of the world. Around the same age of eight, <clears throat> my mom introduced sex disease, how sex was handled between man and a woman. It was level 100 talk for kids that young to reinforce the importance of sexual health, conversation, and willingness to express consent. I was taught about retirement and investment vehicles at age 10 by my parents. That, too, shocked me that I didn't have to work and I could earn some money. I started my first retirement account at 19 years old, and when I told this to my college classmates 10 years ago at PWI, the first day of class, they were shocked to know. Around 12, he told us 
how he made bad decisions about drugs with friends in the military. He took us to the detention center and spoke with the guards and inmate to show us where we would be if we made a decision to do or sell drugs. We did have conversations, but he raised the shock value to reinforce the importance of health and being a law-abiding citizen. And yes, children need to be taught things with context for them to understand. However, I'm an example of what it means to have shocks in your little life so you don't grow up ignorant to others' journeys. All children need to be taught that our country has a negative past, and it was a, and it was at times shocking and scary to be a citizen here. To teach them a watered-down version of history or any subject does them a disservice for their future pro- prospects and ability to emphasize with others. Children need a little fear to ensure importance of awareness around the topic so they can navigate it properly, appropriately and with context around others' experiences, not to keep them safe and innocent. I appreciate the podcast and you guys differing backgrounds to provide laughter and challenging yet honest discussion around topics that appear difficult for people. Much love from the South. We have a great audience. Right now we do. Right now we do. Yeah. No, but it's a good audience. I mean, that's a very reasonable opinion that goes back and forth. That gives perspective. Right. Uh, and that that's what, you know... Uh, on past episodes when I was being attacked personally, that that was one thing that was annoying to me. This right now is, you know, we're having perspective. We're having conversation. This right. is, this is to me, is this is meaningful. Yeah. Um, and, you know, listen, <clears throat> I, I don't waver in my belief in terms of what I believed. Uh, but I guess maybe uh, as more and more people are agreeing with you and saying what they're saying, I still believe in what I said, but I'm thinking, all right, maybe there might be some validity but, to, to doing it a different way. I just don't know how you do that. But see, this is why the conversation... And be honest. This is why the conversation's great, because as you said that, I also believe in everything that I said, but after speaking with some of the people that I spoke to directly or you know, just from what we read, <laughs> the idea, like I said, understanding having a better understanding of what a black parent might have to deal with with mm-hmm. and having children and why uh, the context uh, and shock, as this gentleman just said, you know, I've also come around to saying that I can't understand that completely. And that maybe there is a little bit more of this that I'm not, uh, I'm not grasping in this way as well. Oh, right. And like, as you just said uh, that you don't, but you wouldn't change your stance. I wouldn't change my stance, but like you just said, I'm coming to the point where, yeah, maybe there does need to be a little bit more of this harshness in there, but I'm not sure how much and what the harshness is, as if you're saying, I don't know what the lighten up is either of it. Right. So we're both in the same place. And I never thought we'd, that's why when we're having the, the argument, I was like, I don't know how we're missing, because I felt like we were close, but in a different line. And, right. And we're still in the same place. But it's not, again, this tough conversations have to be had. Right. Uh, and I guess ultimately what makes me feel so strong uh, and, and my conviction is is you know look if it was if it was your people's bodies your children's bodies that you constantly see on the news being murdered wouldn't you feel like that's enough of, of in a state of emergency to go whatever it takes shock them whatever it takes if if shock was enough to change it I would be in agreement with it, but I don't think that the six-year-old is going is going to change it. But to have awareness and to have more awareness is what I'm understanding also from my side makes puts the kid in a better position. Right. So whether they're six, but how much awareness can you give them going to AB that they can actually handle? He said to navigate. 
a six-year-old doesn't have necessarily the life experience to be able to navigate something that's that deep. So how do you ch- how do you how do you teach them in a way that they can get more? you know? And this is the the other thing with the, I, I'm I'm hoping that it isn't missed when I'm talking about education. I'm not talking about having education at six. Uh, about the black experience in this country, and then that's it. And then you have, uh, then you wait till your your uh, junior year or whatever in high school, and then you get another. Uh, this isn't history. American history should be one of the most important things that we teach because in order to know where you're going, you have to know where you came from. Here it is. And so that that that's what I. I this is as every year you need to expand on what they've learned to take them to the next level. And if some of that is shock, I understand what, 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 what from the context that everybody's saying to me, I'm understanding that better now. But what I am saying is this educating children shouldn't be like, they have to get it all in one year. We should have this the American history should be taught every year and it should get deeper and more understanding of what, what happened in this country every single year. Here, here. Um, Mike Cooper, killer cops. What's good. Spearsburg pod. I'm listening to F241 where y'all speak about killer cops. And if the letter was age appropriate, uh, unfortunately, Andy doesn't understand the irony in his statements. And that's where the argument is born. Andy is 100% correct. The letter and the concept of hate in general is completely out of the range of a six-year-old's intellect. They don't have the mental capacity to understand the context. Yet we as black parents have to get them to understand this concept as early as possible for their safety. Then he puts in caps. Now you see why black people are so fucking angry about the police. How do you explain some shit to a child that you don't understand yourself? Andy, as I listen, oh, as I listen to Andy stutter with disbelief, I think about the first time my father explained it to me. The shit don't make sense to me either, but I instantly grasped that my understanding of the concept didn't matter. This was life or death. Welcome to this dumbass conundrum we've been having to explain for hundreds of years. Shake my head. How to act when approached by police. Love the show. Michael Cooper. I got nothing on the... I mean, yeah. I, I you, mean, You agree? I agree with him. But I said, as he said... I I don't and I and I said on the podcast I'm not a black parent I'm not raising black children I had I came with this without that knowledge I'm looking at it strictly from what I am trying to understand the intellect of a six year old as it's been explained to me more and that's a great way of explaining to it it may not be what you want to explain to a kid it may not be something they completely understand mm-hmm. but can you can you send them out in the world without having this. And that's where the aggravation, as he just pointed out, happens. How do you send them out in the world without having it if it's needed, but it's something that maybe even they can't even completely articulate and understand? I'm understanding it more from that perspective now uh, mm-hmm. since, I, since I said this. I still say that, and as I said, and we made a joke about the Muppets, but yeah, I, I think there's a way to get that edgy. I think we should be open to that education, and I think that if we're sending kids to school and they sh- the curriculum at a school should be more focused on educating children in this way mm-hmm. and making sure that everybody in that class understands what our past is. We're so afraid of this past, but you can't run from it. It's, it's our past. And it's going to continue to be part of our present if you don't have the conversation. Mm. Sunny days. <laughs> Can you tell me how to get... 
Freedom in the North. All right. Ah, that's it. Yeah, we're there. Yeah, we're there. Uh, How many more did we have? A couple more. A couple more. Anyone that's heated that needs to be addressed that uh, we should put out there? Well, because it's still hot, we'll dive into the do it some more, but we'll mix it up with other emails. Yeah, other emails, too. okay. Um, all right, y'all. This is Trayvon Mason. Um, T Rose, he goes by. His Instagram is at T E E underscore R O L L Z 25. Facebook, T Rose, T E E R O L L Z. Uh, I think the song is called Little Bitch. Um, and I don't know if this is important or not, so let me just do it the right way. Because it looked like on his Instagram, uh, some letters might be capital sensitive. So capital T, lowercase e, e, underscore, capital R, lowercase O, capital LL, lowercase Z25, T-Rose. And this is called Lil' Bitch. Enjoy. Pussy eating, snatch a soul, nigga. Follow the realer, T Rose, a cold nigga. Alert the game for my so I don't fuck with gold, digger. Step up in the function, these hoes they get to jumping. They see a young nigga stunning, and we keep the party bumping. These niggas think that we frontin', they better know how we coming. Got the thumper, get the thumping, cause we always into something. Look, the ladies love me, cool J, all they do is tease. I stand out, cause my swag come from overseas. I got the weed, backwoods, blowing the breeze. You fucking with a real one, you fucking with me. First, I hop out, MJ Grin, look at NFL face is you trying to win i got pennies for your thoughts for you and your friends i can take you where it started if you trying to send how you feel how you feel how you feel what's up we ain't worried about them bitches boy we looking for bucks when it comes to that bag boy we filling it up see them black on black whips when i hop out the truck designer on my body everything is a must if you see me with the gang then i'm throwing it up we ain't worried about a hater boy we keeping it tough smell the cush up in the air then you know that it's sus now who they checking for check again boss shit every Everything stop when I'm stepping in. If I fuck her once, I make her come and make her come again. Slamming on your bitch like I was Kobe headed to the rim. I see the green light, so everything is a go. I got the backwoods, so I'm rolling the dough. She see we getting money, so you best watch your hoe. She fucking with a G10 toast in the flow. Light skin, young nigga, and I'm sick with the flow. These niggas feel the pressure when I walk in the dough. And if I didn't tell you, love bitches, T Rose. And if you didn't know the love bitch, now you know. Is we going hard, damn right, you little bitch. Is we finna ball, damn right, you little bitch. We getting to the money, damn right, you little bitch. Rain, snow, sleet, sunny, damn right, you little bitch. Can you feel it, baby?